November 4th, Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 through 20. So let us stop going over the basics of Christianity again and again. Let us go on instead and become mature in our understanding. Surely we don't need to start all over again with the importance of turning away from evil deeds and placing our faith in God. You don't need further instruction about baptisms, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And so, God willing, we will move forward to further understanding. For it is impossible to restore to repentance those who were once enlightened, those who have experienced the good things of heaven and shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the Word of God and the power of the age to come, and who then turn away from God. It is impossible to bring such people to repentance again because they are nailing the Son of God to the cross again by rejecting Him, holding Him up to public shame. When the ground soaks up the rain that falls on it and bears a good crop for the farmer, it has the blessing of God. But if a field bears thistles and thorns, it is useless. The farmer will condemn that field and burn it. Dear friends, even though we are talking like this, we really don't believe that it applies to you. We are confident that you are meant for better things, things that come with salvation. For God is not unfair. He will not forget how hard you have worked for Him and how you have shown your love to Him by caring for other Christians, as you still do. Our great desire is that you will keep right on loving others as long as life lasts, in order to make certain that what you hope for will come true. Then you will not become spiritually dull and indifferent. Instead, you will follow the example of those who are going to inherit God's promises because of their faith and patience. For example, there was God's promise to Abraham. Since there was no one greater to swear by, God took an oath in His own name, saying, I will certainly bless you richly, and I will multiply your descendants into countless millions. Then Abraham waited patiently, and he received what God had promised. When people take an oath, they call on someone greater than themselves to hold them to it. And without any question, that oath is binding. God also bound Himself with an oath so that those who received the promise could be perfectly sure that He would never change His mind. So God has given us both His promise and His oath. These two things are unchangeable, because it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to Him for refuge can take new courage, for we can hold on to His promise with confidence. This confidence is like a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain of heaven into God's inner sanctuary. Jesus has already gone in there for us. He has become our eternal high priest in the line of Melchizedek. morning guys uh, Nelson coming to you um, to tell you about my encounter that I've had with God and 
my encounter with God has been the most wonderful thing that's happened in my life, honestly. Um, so it starts with um, a little boy that had no family, broken home, um, sexually assaulted, a lot of bad things, a lot of brokenness, and that led into addiction and more brokenness and more pain. And in that pain and brokenness, I come to a realization that God had his hand on my life. And I was in jail. My father was in ICU with his organs shutting down and I had nowhere to turn. I had lost my family, my kids, their mother, my home, my job, I was homeless. And um, they come in and ask me if I could face chat and say my last goodbyes to my father. And they were gonna make that happen and I did. And um, when I had went back to my cell, I hit my knees. And it was that point that I begged God, please, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to turn and I need your help. I'm losing everything and there's nothing I can do to stop it. And I didn't even realize um, or recognize who I was anymore. And I hadn't seen my kids or spoke with them. I hadn't talked to their mother in months. And three days after that, there was money on the phone and I spoke to her and my, my children. Uh, my dad come out of ICU. He was off life support. And I was at that point told about the refuge and coming here. And I left and come back. Thought I was doing good and I was just going through the motions. Uh, it was still about me. And I come back this time. And it was no longer about me because biggest encounter and thing that God has done for me is give me peace in my heart. And in dying to myself, um, I've become as obedient as I can each day to his word and to others around me to, to show them love um, because it's not about me anymore. It's about other people and loving them and making disciples. I just to share some encouragement and some scriptures with you guys. Uh, in that jail cell, I had a Bible and John 1, 1 and 2 tells us that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and he was with God in the beginning. And that word was with me in the beginning of my realization of a relationship with God. And in John 13, seven, Jesus replied, you do not realize what I am doing, but later you will understand. Luke 18 verses 29 and 30. I tell you the truth, Jesus said to them, no one who has left home or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God will fail to receive many times as much in this age and in the next. Lastly, one of my favorite scriptures is in Hebrews 4 verses 12 and 13. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow, it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. So that's been my encounter with God here. He has had his hand on my life since the beginning and a whole life of brokenness and pain has led to a reckoning with God and delivering me. I had no family and now I have a huge family in Christ and brothers around me in the refuge. And that's what it's about. It's about loving others. And we have a testimony that's very powerful and all that we've persevered through, all that he has delivered us from is now a part of our testimony as a gift from him to other people. We're called to make disciples and be fishers of men so we can let people see Christ in us, that we can pull somebody else's loved one up. And it's all glory to God that we have this ability and we've not been consumed by our past. So you look around you and you see all the people that God's put here and put around you in our new families of Christ. 
we died our old selves to find our new identity through Christ to become a new man. And that's that's what I want, and that's what He's given me. And we have a huge family, so I'd, I'd encourage you guys to get relational and, and find out who each other is and continue to love. You see in the word obedient is also the word bed and die. We have to lay down and die to ourselves and find our new identity in Christ. And that's what it's about. I love you guys. And uh, I hope you guys have a great day.